0: You're listening to Lucy Killaway's podcast from the Financial Times. This is a horrible story about lies, death, shirking work and angry old women. Its anti-hero is Stephen Ireland, who, fittingly, plays football for the Republic of Ireland, but missed an important match a couple of weeks ago, as his much-loved maternal grandmother had just died. On reading about her own death in the papers, this old lady protested. Mr Ireland had another think and decided it was his paternal grandmother who had died instead. Alas, this old lady also found news of her death greatly exaggerated and she too told journalists that she was alive, though somewhat hurt. Now desperate, the footballer started digging a third bogus grave, this time for a step-grandmother. Finally, belatedly, he gave up and said sorry. I would like to apologise to my grandmothers. I have learnt a valuable lesson from this. The lesson, surely, is that if one gets caught burying the living, one should stop digging at once. A more universal lesson was drawn by the fibbing footballer's boss at Manchester City, Sven Goran Eriksson. Whatever your problem, keep to the truth. Don't tell lies, because that is stupid. Sven's counsel might seem wise, but actually it isn't. When it comes to explaining why one cannot work, it isn't always stupid to tell lies. It can make a lot of sense. The problem with the truth is that it can be shameful, embarrassing, alarming, too personal or too implausible. The office is a straight-laced place and its conventions don't mesh well with the messiness and curiosities of real life. The real story behind Ireland's absence was that his girlfriend had a miscarriage. If true, this was a good reason for skipping the game, but one can understand if he didn't wish to discuss the status of his girlfriend's womb with the Republic of Ireland's boss. Emotional and romantic things belong outside the office, though sometimes lay us so low they make us unfit for work. A friend who discovered her husband texting his mistress couldn't face the office for a day or two. Migraine was the handy, harmless lie that she chose. The most common reason for lying about absence is probably alcohol. According to one survey, 10 million working days a year are lost to hangovers in the UK, which means close to 10 million lies. If you're vomiting and groaning and your skull is banging, it makes no sense to go to work and every sense to lie and complain a stomach upset. It would make still more sense not to have got drunk in the first place, though that's a separate issue. Children also encourage lying. A survey published last week of 1,500 mothers in the UK showed that more than half will always tell lies to their employer rather than say the nanny didn't show up. No one wants to make it look as if their children like hangovers are self-inflicted make them less reliable workers. Mental health or lack of it is a rich seam for dissembling. Depression, anxiety, panic attacks all are unmentionable in the office in spite of being almost as common as children. If you make them sound minor I can't come in because I'm a bit low you sound like a shirker. If you make them sound major you seem like a nutter. More trivially, dog eight my homework reasons don't wash either, as they sound so unlikely. A short-sighted acquaintance once took a day off in order to grope around his flat looking for his glasses. He phoned him with the truth, but wasn't believed. A lie would have served him better. so if hangovers, broken hearts, black moods, children, and lost glasses don't work as excuses, what does? The odd thing is that the excuses we use are less solid reasons for absence than the real ones, but they work better because they're mundane and raise no eyebrows. In the survey, the women who refused to blame nannies for lateness happily blamed bad traffic and broken alarm clocks. Both are lame. If the traffic is bad at rush hour, you should have left earlier. If the alarm clock didn't work, you probably forgot to set it properly. Minor illnesses are frequently invoked, And these are feeble too. Working with a cold is completely possible, much easier than with a hangover. But colds are not self-inflicted, and it's not alarming or embarrassing to have one. The best excuse of all is actually the one Stephen Ireland went for, the fake funeral. You don't have to feign illness, it doesn't reflect badly on you, and everyone is sympathetic. According to a recent survey, one in five workers admit to having used this, which will probably put the true figure much higher. Yet it has two drawbacks. If you get found out, you look not only a liar but a worthless worm. Also, if you're even a tiny bit superstitious, you may feel weird to be benefiting from the bogus death of a relative you would rather like to go on living. There is a better way, thanks to the internet and Blackberries. Today I'm writing this very column at home as I slept badly last night and am exhausted and look dreadful. Did I phone up to say I couldn't come in because I looked too tired and ugly? No. Instead, my motto is never apologise, never explain. Just say you're working from home. The only drawback is this doesn't work so well if you're a footballer. Thank you for listening. To read Lucy Kellaway's columns online, please visit www.ft.com forward slash Kellaway.